0: Welcome to the Spooky Dooky Podcast, the only horror podcast for you social outcasts. Hosted by us, I'm Derek. I'm Mike. And today we are reviewing American Psycho 2000, starring Christian Very Bell. star-studded cast. Yes. And I, Jared Leto. It wasn't really star-studded at the time, but
1: well, yeah. Now it is. Willem Dafoe, Reese Witherspoon. Maybe one more person I'm forgetting, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a fan of almost all those people.
0: Yes, same, except for uh, Jared Leto.
1: Yo, fan. I used to be a big fan of him. He sucks now, but like, yeah. <laughs> back then, come on. He was the shit. And uh, Bateman got, uh, not Bateman. Bale. Bale got the role because <laughs> fucking DiCaprio didn't want it. No, the, uh, the writer didn't want DiCaprio. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Oh. Imagine this movie with DiCaprio. I mean, I'm sure he could have done great, but like, dude. Yeah. Christian Bale. Fucking <laughs> Christian Bale killed this fucking role. I, like <laughs> honestly, this is like one of my favorite roles I've ever seen in the movie, and I don't know why. I feel like it's just so believable.
0: Yes. But we'll get uh, into it. Right. All right, so boom. We got uh we got Batman, right? And he's dating Reese Witherspoon, and then he end up inviting the joker to his apartment and then he killed the joker and then and then he 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 gets he gets under investigation from the green goblin and and that's the movie
1: yep that is it
0: um so yeah uh patrick bateman whole time i'm watching this movie i'm thinking who the hell is Derek bateman and why is that name stuck in my head <laughs> the
1: professional <wrestler>. yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, <agree. laughs> I don't know why. But okay, anyways, yeah, so the movie starts off with them uh at a dinner. Uh Patrick Bateman is a investment banker, which is what I'm trying to be. But um he's with his coworkers at a dinner and they're talking about some guy who's a Jew and uh one of the guys was like, "Yeah, I caught him in his office spinning a menorah, which was funny because you you don't you you don't spin menorahs. It's a, it's a dreidel. Um, what's a menorah? Isn't that the candle thing?
1: Yeah. Okay. The one with uh eight? Sure.
0: I think Fuck. it's seven. Right? For seven days. I think of-
1: that there's the middle one too. Oh. I'm Jewish. I should probably yeah. know this. Yeah, you should.
0: <clears throat> so. Uh, that's how the movie starts. Uh, you see that they're very uh pretentious people. Um, but yes, I think they refer to them as yuppies. Yeah, Uh, I don't know the exact definition of a yuppie, but the way these people act, as that seems like the proper name for them.
1: I always thought of it as rich, arrogant white people. Right. We have so much goddamn privilege.
0: <laughs> so, um cut to another time where they're in a dinner with his wife, well not wife, fiance, Reese Witherspoon. Her uh character's name is Evelyn. Um let's see here. Uh he just goes he, he has a whole bunch of monologues uh throughout this movie. Uh during this dinner scene, his the monologue is just describing his coworkers and how he's having an affair with Courtney, which is one of his other co-workers' wives or whatever. Uh, I, well, I think the conversation they were having was uh one of the guys was saying that they need to do something about this murderer in England, maybe, I think. I wasn't paying attention. I think it was something about murders going on. Yeah. And um, Patrick Bateman was like, uh, well, we got bigger problems to uh, deal with, like world hunger and nuclear crisis and civil rights and all this stuff. So
1: uh, what a woke, rich gentleman.
0: <laughs> he's just saying that to save his own ass. Yep. But um dinner's over. He's in the streets. Uh, OK, so I've seen this movie twice. First time I saw it was uh, last week. I was very tired, didn't know what was going on. This movie was weird to me. Watching the second time today, I got a better better appreciation for it because I understood what was going on this time. So after the dinner, he's out on the streets looking. I think he's looking through the window of some store, and he sees a woman, and um, she's getting across the street. He goes up to her and says hello, and she looks at him. She says hello, and they wait for the crossing sign to let them know the cross. And once the walking sign like lit up, they start crossing the street. And then you, the scene cuts, it cuts into the next scene where him, where he's at the uh, dry cleaners trying to get the blood stains out of his sheets because he, they're insinuating that he murdered her. And I didn't catch that the first time. What? What?
1: You didn't catch that? How did you not catch that?
0: Because I was. Do you really believe it was wine street. stains? I no, I didn't oh. know what the fuck was. I didn't know he killed her. I didn't know who she was. I'm thinking that was his fiance because they all look alike. But anyways, um, I forgot about the whole beginning part where he was going over his uh skin routine, but whatever. But not anyway. really important.
1: Yeah. Just shows he's very meticulous and calculated.
0: Yeah, we had the same skin routine, but uh. He's arguing with the with one of the workers at the dry cleaners because she's saying that she can't take out the stain. And they barely speak English. And um, he looks at her and he was like, I forgot exactly what he said, but he said he's going to basically slit her throat or murder her. And she was like, ah, yeah, because she's Asian. But uh, <laughs> I forgot who walks in. Was that an important character? I don't think she was.
1: No, um, she didn't come back. Yeah. It was someone he knew though.
0: You're right. Um, and he talks her into talking to the uh people, talking to the workers to get the stain out, or whatever. Stuff happens. Uh, There's a Christmas party. Uh, he runs into Paul Allen, played by Jared Leto. Uh, Jared Leto. I mean Paul Allen. Whatever. Paul <laughs> Allen. <laughs> He uh calls Patrick Marcus. He he mistakes him for somebody named Marcus who also works with him. And so they go out for drinks or whatever, then they go back to Patrick's place. Um I love this scene. It's really mm-hmm. we actually wait. I missed the part where uh he killed the homeless man, but whatever. He he killed the homeless man and stumped the puppy. Uh
1: that was So he's got two so far. Right three if you count the puppy, but, <laughs> um, I don't even remember that. I think I repressed that. What <laughs> um, was the context of him doing
0: that? He, he just stumped a dog next to the oh, homeless man. Oh,
1: yeah. No, no. I repressed <laughs> that. Yep. I wish I did not. Yep. yep. Next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he, he has a uh, Paul Allen in his apartment and, um, Paul's pretty drunk and he notices that, uh, Patrick has like, Blankets all over the furniture, and he has newspaper down. And Patrick asks, "If I mean not Patrick, Paul asks if he has a uh, dog or whatever." But the whole time, Patrick is like giving this whole monologue to freaking Paul about some song or whatever.
1: I think it was um, this. He's very influenced by the music of the time. He's obsessed with music, and yeah. I think the the band that he was obsessed with was Huey Lewis and the News, right, and the which I think.
0: Plan was uh, hit to be square.
1: <laughs> I think later on, I don't remember which artist got upset because they did not know they licensed their song to a movie about serial killers.
0: <laughs> while Paul's just drunk talking or whatever, he and just, he won't he,
1: even look behind him, he right, does yeah, not look behind him while he's talking to Patrick. And right, Patrick and- is moonwalking while holding an axe <laughs> yeah. covered in tar. Like, yeah. it was so funny. I love it.
0: <laughs> um yeah he has a very shiny silver axe he tells paul to turn around and when paul turns around patrick hits him with the axe and he kills paul um what else happens uh he puts paul in a bag or whatever and he's getting ready to take him or dispose of the body i don't think they say what he did with the body um he gets stopped by somebody he knows um and guys is most he's more like he's more into the type of bag that uh that patrick has or whatever anyway so patrick gets rid of the body he takes the um the keys to paul's apartment goes to his apartment pack up some of his things so it seem like he packed up and left and he cuts the next day patrick's at work he's listening to uh walking on sunshine coming into work um he sits down, uh, his assistant Jean. Yeah, Jean. Yes. She comes in, she's like, You got a visitor. He's all like, uh, who is it? And she is like, Detective Donald Kimball. And he was like, Tell him I'm busy. And she was like, I'm pretty sure he does he knows you're not busy. And uh oh no, she's he said, Tell him I'm not here. And she was like, I'm pretty sure he knows you're here. And so he was like, All right, send him in. And when she sends a man, he's uh pretending to be on a phone call, um, or whatnot. Then you know the detective is played by William Defoe, uh, very disturbing looking guy. (laughs) He's freaking weird looking.
1: I I don't know, he's weird looking, but I love it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, he's uh he just basically says like uh yeah I'm doing investigation all this stuff. Oh of course my phone's ringing. Hello. No, I'm doing a podcast.
1: We're keeping this part in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just called to
0: say goodnight. Give me a call
1: tomorrow. Alright,
0: good night. okay. I'll talk to you. Uh Uh, yeah, so you're fucking
1: keeping that part in. (laughs) (laughs) It'll make Uh, us look relatable.
0: (laughs) So basically, um, He's just uh, questioning, uh, what's his name, Patrick, about the murders and whatnot. And um, he's not already accusing Patrick. He's just questioning him. And Patrick comes up with the fucking weirdest lie to get the detective out of his
1: uh, I <laughs> love it. My favorite fucking movie quote of all time.
0: He said he has a meeting with Cliff Huxtable. And I'm just like, what? <laughs>
1: Oh, no, this is not the one I was talking about. Oh. But I love that, too. Which one were you talking about? He was returning some videotapes. Uh, (laughs) Oh. That's It's just Uh, a reoccurring gag in the thing. With a fucking fucking blank face, he says that and just walks away every time. uh, But that is also great. Yeah.
0: And the detective didn't even pick up on that. It's Clint Huckstum. But anyways think after that is when he gets to the prostitutes yes i'm pretty sure these
1: scenes were fucking insane
0: yeah so one one prostitute he picked up on the street and the other one he i guess he called from an escort service um he gave them each specific names i can't remember the name oh uh christy and sabrina Uh, um they i don't know this thing is really not that important other than uh he has a threesome with him and he records it and it seems like he's more into looking at himself in the mirror than him being with two other women and his but dad. you
1: forgot the the prelude to that um where he's basically uh, for some reason every time he's not acting like himself or he has something on his mind where he's going to do something else he'll he'll start venting about music so he starts going on a rant about the band Genesis and they're both looking at each other like, uh, all right, and he just doesn't shut up. And then eventually they get into some sort of snuff bullshit. Oh yeah. Um
0: then in the middle of the night, uh, one of them wakes up, like he gets out of bed, and one of them wakes up and they was like, Can we leave now? And he said, We're we're done when i si- am when I say we're done, and he pulls out a I think it was a wire hanger. And they cut away because you don't know what happens after that. Uh, later on, they go to. Well, he's at another. Uh, so I guess these people are like, like him and his coworkers are really into going to like really well known restaurants. That's like super busy because they're yuppies. But uh, they're at this restaurant and they're showing off their cards or whatever, which is a very, very weird scene.
1: No, that was not the restaurant.
0: Oh, oh okay. Yeah, right. So earlier on, that's what happened at their uh their office. They were showing off cars or whatever. And before they were showing off cars, one of the um the coworkers, Lewis, he uh complimented uh something on Patrick and he touched Patrick and Patrick was like he like slapped his hand and was like the cop- the compliment was enough. And I thought that was weird, but now I get it. Cause in this scene, now they're at a restaurant and Lewis He shows off that he has a new uh, business card and um, he goes to the bathroom and he's taking a piss out of the urinal. Uh, Bateman goes in there and he like comes up behind him at the urinal and like was getting ready to choke him. And Lewis turns around and he was super excited because he thought Patrick was hitting on him and he kisses Patrick's hand. Patrick's wearing uh, leather gloves, by the way. And it was so weird, especially because Lewis was touching Patrick's face after he was just using the bathroom. That's fucking disgusting. But uh, Patrick, he just looks out of it. He looks sick. He he goes to the uh, sink. He starts washing his hands with the gloves on or whatever. And he's to leave out the bathroom. And uh, Lewis stops him. He's like, "Where are you going?" And he's and Patrick's like, "I, I got to return some tapes." And he he just walks away. <laughs>
1: Like a breath of fresh air every time I hear it. That was when he was nervously running away while saying that, right? Yeah. Uh, great. <laughs> and back to the business card scene. Uh, I think what, what one of the guys said when he flipped out the card is, did he say, is that a gram? I think that's because where they keep their Coke. Oh, yeah. And then know. everyone in their ASMR compilations always puts that business card scene. It is very relaxing, but also it's it's like <laughs> freaky, too. It's fucking fixating on Paul Allen having a watermark. Uh,
0: let's see. Speaking of coke, uh, later on they go to a club and uh, him and one of his coworkers are doing coke in the uh, bathroom stall and uh, <laughs> Patrick Bateman and his coworker are talking or whatever, and a guy next to him, next to them, 'cause they're in the stall together doing coke, and a guy in the stall next to him like looks over at the stall and was like, Do you guys mind? I'm trying to do drugs over here. And uh his coworker was like going off on the dude and Patrick was like, calm down. His coworker was like, I'm sorry, man. It's just the steroids. And <laughs> he to, like,
1: <laughs> I love these stereotypes. And also those freaking um stall walls are really fucking short.
0: Yeah. Uh <laughs> So, um, they go back, sit down with their coworkers and, um, they also got women with them too. And it's this one model that's, I guess, technically what Patrick, I don't know. They're just talking. And, um, she asks Patrick what he was, like what he does for a living or whatever. And he says he's into murders and executions, but she heard it as mergers and accusations. And, uh, the first time I watched this movie, I had to replay that scene like three times. Because like I said, I was fucking tired when I first saw this movie. So I'm like, did he say murders and, uh, murders and execution? Because I, I was confused. I was thrown off. But now I, I get it. Whatever. Okay. So anyways, um, they cut to outside, going outside. He's with the model, whatever. And um, I guess he pretty much advised back to his place. Um, and then it cuts to him back into his office and he's holding like a lock of her hair. And when Jean comes in, he puts the lock of her hair inside of his, uh, shirt pocket. Um, Jean's trying to tell him something. He's ignoring her. Well, not ignoring her. I don't know. He's being weird. He's mean to her. But anyways, uh.
1: Yeah, I always felt really fucking bad for her.
0: Yeah. As she was walking away, he was like, Jean, would you like to go out to dinner? If that's that's if you uh, are available, and she was like, yeah, of course, uh, and he was like, where would you like to go? And she was like, I don't know, anywhere you want to go. And he was like, let's not focus on where I want to go. How about let's focus on where you would like to go? Which I hate that. I hate when people invite me to go somewhere and then they want me to make the plans. And I'm just like, I don't want I don't want to leave my house. This yeah. is your idea. I don't. want <laughs> But whatever. So I mean, she, I
1: think it's as as a yuppie, it's kind of like a humble brag if we can go fucking anywhere.
0: Yeah. And um, she chooses this restaurant that's always booked. Um, but Patrick calls the restaurant. He uh, the restaurant answered the phone. He says, "Do you guys have a seat open for tonight?" They said, "No, we're booked." And he said, "Oh, no, that's perfect." No, they
1: laughed. They laughed at him. Oh. Because like, dude, that's such an exclusive restaurant. You can't just go on a day's notice. You sure?
0: I feel like they laughed at him earlier when he tried to book the restaurant with Evelyn.
1: Oh, maybe I'm fucking confused. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Yeah, because this scene, they he says no. The 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 guy on the phone says no. Uh, there's not a spot available. And Patrick was like. Oh, that's perfect. And then the guy on the phone's like, No, I said there's no spot available. No, he you're was like, right. All right, yeah. I'll see you later on tonight. And then he just hangs up the phone. <laughs> and, uh, uh, cuts to the next scene, um, Jean's at his apartment. She's just sitting there talking about whatever. And while she's talking, I don't know why they, if, if you're in somebody's apartment and you're talking, when you want to keep eye contact with them, I don't know. Yeah. I
1: don't, I don't know what <laughs> kept going on with this. Yeah. So Damn. she's just, She's just talking and he's like in the
0: background looking at different murder weapons to kill her with. Doesn't he
1: have like a closet?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he chooses just, a nail gun.
0: Right, this big ass giant nail gun. And he holds it to the back of her head. She doesn't even notice it. And then all of a sudden, um his voicemail or his uh damn,
1: what's those things called? Answering machine.
0: Answering machine. <laughs> his answer machine goes off. And it's Evelyn, his fiance, uh, just talking. And um, I don't know, it put it puts Bateman in this like weird state of mind or whatever. It's like I don't know, I don't know what happened to him. It just kind of like shook him out of his
1: trance, and he had empathy.
0: Yeah, and um, he basically is like he tells Gene to leave because he's just gonna end up hurting her, and she thinks he means as in like heartbreak, but I think he means as gonna murder her. <laughs> so she she is like, yeah, you're right. And she ended up leaving. Um, <clears throat> man, my throat is killing me. Uh, so she leaves. Next day, uh, what's you gonna call it? Uh, the detective uh, and uh, Bateman, they have lunch. And uh, the detective basically is like, yeah, I don't really suspect you would murder. Her. I feel like uh, Alan really went off somewhere. He'll probably show up sometime, uh, whenever. And Bateman's like, all right, cool, whatever. So I guess that made Bateman get balls because he's not under investigation anymore because he ended up inviting Christy, one of the strippers, the not strippers, the uh, prostitute that he found on the street, and his friend, Elizabeth, who I believe is played by the author of the book. Yep. Yeah. Um, he invites them over. Uh like Mike said, every time he's like getting ready to do murder somebody, he always goes off about music. And this time he was going off about Whitney Houston. Yeah. Um, and this is and, why they... And
1: uh, one of the, the friends, acquaintance, made fun of him for Whitney Houston. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Elizabeth. Um, yeah. So this is why they were making out the two girls. Uh, took a while for them to get them... Do that is whatever it's not that important
1: pretty sure the author is an open lesbian too
0: yeah um so they go back into the room also i believe christy made a comment about how she liked this apartment more than his other apartment um which is funny because when he got the keys to uh what's his name uh, alan's apartment and he went to Alan's apartment for the first time, he was like, uh, he said he felt this, he, he said he felt some type of way. Um, because the apartment had a view of the park and he knew it cost more than his apartment. So it made him feel jealous. And now that Christie said that it's the, uh, this apartment is nicer than his other one. He was like, uh, it's not that much nicer or whatever. But anyways, they're in the back. They're having sex or whatever. This scene really confused me too. So they're having sex. Christy, she's, she sneaks out of bed and she starts to put her clothes on because she's trying to bounce. And then she see blood on the sheets and she hears Eliz- Elizabeth screaming. Um, Patrick Bateman pulls a cover off his face. And he sees blood over his face and he sees that uh, Christy's trying to run away. He chased her through the apartment. Um, she opens the closet and she sees two dead bodies, female dead bodies in the closet. I paused it right there to see if I can recognize the bodies, but they're just random bodies. Um then she ran into another room and there was words written on the wall that said, die yuppie die. Then she ran into the bathroom, tripped over another dead body, and uh Patrick Bateman came in there and bit her leg. She kicked <laughs> him in the she kicked him in the face. He said something. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, but she took off running. Then this motherfucker is chasing her with a chainsaw while butt-ass naked. <laughs> and uh, she's running down this spiral staircase or whatever. And instead of him chasing her down the spiral staircase, he just looks down and times when to drop the chainsaw. I love that
1: kill.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, that kills her. <laughs> it lands right on her, and she does. Um, now, when I first saw this, I was so confused. Because I'm like, how is there that many dead bodies in there? But whatever, we'll get into that. Um, let's see. Uh, he goes to dinner with Evelyn and to break off the uh, engagement. Uh, he goes to use an ATM.
1: You missed... You- don't stop with the what? skipping the best part. <laughs> what? When what? he gets up from the table, uh-huh. she asks, wait, where are you going? He fixes his tie and says, I have to return some videotapes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it. Uh, but yeah, the ATM. Yeah, so yeah, he goes
0: to the ATO and... uh <laughs> the- <laughs> The words of the ATO it changes. It says, "Feed me a stray cat." He just looks at the cat, and he wasn't even gonna feed. Like he he has a gun for some reason, and he he puts the gun to the cat, and he's gonna shoot the cat. And some lady comes up to him, and then like to stop him, and he just shoots her. And then all of a sudden, it's a fucking police chase going on, and. All I remember is he's shooting He's shooting back at the police, and one of the police cars just explodes. A Hollywood
1: explosion. <laughs> and that was— And even he knows it was ridiculous because he looked yeah. at the
0: gun like, what the
1: fuck? <laughs> that was my foresight to make my conclusion. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, oh, So I think he,
0: he runs back to his apartment. Yeah, he runs to his apartment. Doesn't even kill the doorman? Like, shoots yeah. the doorman? Okay. I'm
1: was that killing. his apartment or was that the office? Because he was hiding behind a desk or under a desk. Oh, no, it was to his office. Right. Yeah. He oh. a security guard in janitor.
0: And then, um, yeah, so he runs back to his office and he's uh, under the desk and he calls his lawyer just crying. He was like, I killed, I killed four people. Or was it eight? Or maybe 20 or 40, I don't know. And like, um, he's just crying and all this stuff. Um, Gloria also didn't answer the phone. He's leaving a message. Um, Next day, Bateman goes to uh, Alan's apartment to clean up. And he sees that it's vacant and it's for sale. And this is when I was like even more confused. Um, the, uh, realtor lady told him he got to go. Um, so, uh, he ends up going to lunch with his coworkers again. And, um, he talks to the lawyer and the lawyer, fuck. And just watch the scene. Damn it. I forget the lawyer called him, calls him another name. That's not his name. Yeah. It Start, starts with a D, but, uh, He's, he thought the whole um, voice message thing was just a, a joke. And um, I don't know. That's pretty much the movie.
1: <laughs> he, the lawyer says that he, it's impossible that he killed all those people. And he starts to look at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because he just had dinner with Paul Allen in oh, London. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And confused, Patrick's like, okay, I guess I didn't do it. And goes to sit with his colleagues and whatever. And what else happens? I feel like there's more to the end of that movie. I feel like we're missing an important part. Oh. Uh, oh, he says at the end of the movie that his confession meant nothing. Yeah. Because I guess he still believes that he did it. Well, I guess we'll just get into dissecting <laughs> the movie. This movie is a wild ride. Um, What did you think originally when you first watched it? What was your conclusion? What was your conclusion?
0: That it wasn't real.
1: Uh-huh. What'd you get the second time?
0: That it wasn't real.
1: Yeah, me too. Like it's. But I don't understand it because... He's having vision... Uh, What's it called? De- Delusions of grandeur?
0: Right, but the thing that I don't understand is... The director keeps saying that she regrets having the ending end this way because she didn't want people to think that none of this stuff ever happened... or didn't happen something's like why does you make the movie end that way if you don't want people to think that this whole thing wasn't real because that's what this movie felt like that nothing was real so i don't understand the
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I didn't don't... know the director said that that makes literally no sense i yeah, thought that she wanted so to keep an open ending i thought that he's dipping in and out of reality with the psychosis and in his thoughts is kind of like his aid, like in the back of his brain, how he, his deep emotional thoughts that he represses. And when he accesses them, he sees these visions. I don't know. Cause I can't. I
0: I guess the director did want it to be more open-ended, but it didn't feel open and I don't.
1: No, I, I really thought it was not real.
0: I think the only kill that I can think that could have been real was him killing the homeless man.
1: I don't know. I kind of just chopped it up to all of them. I think that he's a very insecure person. He's like the lower... I think they were trying to make it seem like he's the lower of the the businessmen, the yuppies, and he gets no respect, and he wants to be Paul Allen. He wants to be towards the top, but they keep fucking calling him the wrong name.
0: (laughs) And that's his fault, because he said he just wants to fit in.
1: Yeah. Everything he does is very shallow, narcissistic, to impress... And that's that's why I feel like he's having these rage attack visions because he's unhappy and he knows that I can't believe they made a second one of this. And the th- the story with that is I've never seen it and I'm not supposed to see it, according to Mila Kunis. She said she yeah, was doing it. a movie <laughs> and then later they just stuck the American Psycho 2 yeah. label on it. <laughs> Fuck that. Why would you ever ruin such a good movie with a sequel that wasn't even supposed to be a sequel? Whatever. Poor Mila Kunis. <laughs> I mean, I, e, I never saw the movie, but I really can't picture Mila Kunis being a Patrick Bateman. Yeah. There has to be another woman that could have done that, but I digress. So so w- I guess we'll just go into rating. So Derek, Spooky or Dookie? <clears throat> um,
0: I will give this movie a spooky, but I would not watch this movie again okay so What's uh that and i mean it's a good movie it's a lot of people's favorite movie uh or people's like one of people's favorite movies uh is i guess i can see that maybe if i saw it in 2000 i would love this movie because I, I understand what this movie did like it, it started this whole i don't know I can't think of a horror movie where the the actual serial killer is the protagonist of the film.
1: Hmm, before this. Interesting. There had to be another one, right? I guess not if we can't think of it, but yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Or maybe you just put it on the map.
0: You're right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I get it. It's good. The writing's good. It's not a it's far from a bad movie. It's a good movie. So it's a spooky. It's
1: just
0: <clears throat> not, I don't know. I I, I give it a spooky because I do recommend it. If you've never seen it, uh, watch it. This is my first time watching it, and I'm not mad that I watched it. So that's therefore, I will give it a spooky. It's not bad. I'm not embarrassed to recommend this movie like I am I will be embarrassed to recommend evil dead, even though it's like one of my favorite movies, but uh, (laughs) this is a good movie. Um, If you want to see Christian Bale be weird, this this is it. (laughs) So uh, yeah, I give this movie a spooky.
1: I am also going to give it a spooky. Um, For years, I didn't watch this movie. I just saw the meme just of him holding the ax, the weird face. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> uh, And everyone was like, oh, this is such a good movie, such a good movie. And like, I'm so late to the party with things and people talk about things. i just weirdly spiteful towards everything. Uh, I loved it. I thought it had some weird comedy in there. I didn't expect this weird kind of. It, it.
0: Yeah, I didn't know it was a dark comedy.
1: <clears throat> it's supposed to be. I just thought yeah. it had some little flares in there. Yeah. I think fucking Christian Bale killed that shit. Everybody else pulled their parts as well. Their cast was ahead of its time. They're all in there. Infancy of B- before their huge blow offs before Re- Reese Witherspoon did a... uh oh come on.
0: Don't talk and tell me. I fucking up. Was it legally blind? What's yes, that?
1: thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> almost barely <laughs> legal. <laughs> uh, I <love> about that. <laughs> uh, you know, before uh before Leto got his big break with things. that's I, did he do uh rec Cream for a dream before that? I, I don't know, I've never seen did, it on the list it goes you're gonna get scarred you're gonna get, I'm not re-watching that I know how it is because I replayed my mind all the time we'll get into that Woo! but um yeah uh it's it's kind of long but I, I didn't get bored too much I, I really wish it was a little bit shorter but I I enjoyed almost all of it I don't think there's really any parts for me to complain uh the story is really strong like you said uh pretty gruesome scenes cool kill with that chainsaw which I really loved watching a maniac who's obsessed with um 80s horror movies just being weird was very very entertaining.
0: Oh, I forgot to bring up the fact that he was working out to uh well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was playing in the background.
1: Yeah. That and was, then all yeah. that Ronald Reagan propaganda all over. What was that? I I think I feel like I read about it and I forgot. Cuz every time I feel like a, a, a scene switched they would show that. <clears throat>
0: I don't know i don't know uh u.s history
1: all oh, that well <laughs> don't watch someone else's video i'm too tired to look it up but it's de- <laughs> there's definitely some sort of context clues or symbolism in that and i just can't remember uh yeah very good movie uh I- i'm not again i'm not like derek said i'm very far from embarrassed to recommend it i definitely put it on a higher scale than derek does i don't know why it's really I feel like it's squeaked into my top 10 horror films. And I don't know why. I think it's just, he's just a very yeah, compelling, I compelling character. I would love to watch a series of this motherfucker just go to town.
0: I just don't like the twist ending of him. I get it. He's not doing the
1: anything. Ending is very, very annoying. And especially because you said the, the, the director didn't want that way. I don't know, <laughs> but if okay. Just, it's just picture 95% of the movie and you're, you're happy. You just turn it off. before. <laughs> right. That twist
0: before the uh, ATM scene.
1: Yeah, I mean it does. I kind of like that because also he's getting uh, what's the word? What was coming to him? I liked watching him kind of flee.
0: Well, yeah, I like that except for the uh, car blowing up scene.
1: (laughs) Again, like I said, that's when I knew it was apparently the director said it's not supposed to be like that. But okay, how is it? How is it supposed to be real if that was basically a Hollywood stunt like in the movie?
0: It's funny because like now that I live alone, I like I when I watch stuff, I react out loud because like nobody is here to hear me. So it's fine. And uh, that whole fucking policing, I'm just like I have my head on my my hands on my head just screaming, what the fuck, <laughs> what
1: the fuck is going on? He's just going around shooting people at this point. I was like, what the fuck? The thing is thing that was real. He would have to have some pretty good aim for a gas <laughs> tank or something. Which I feel like probably wouldn't have done either, but I don't know. I don't know anything about guns or cars, but yeah, that was American Psycho. This has been the Spooky Dookie Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Derek. Stay spooky. Stay dude.